0: Welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center. And this is a very special program that Tom Frazier, my co-host, has put together. It's called Wisconsin Politics, Partisanship and Compromise. And we are delighted with our guests today. Our program is going to have a different format. We're going to do uh, two half-hour shows with these special guests, and one will be shown in June and one in July. So watch for that July program. Tom, thank you so much for arranging this program for us.
1: Well, that was my pleasure, and we are indeed uh, honored, I think, to have with us uh, two state senators who have served their districts, uh, the people of their districts, and the people of the state of Wisconsin for for many years. And while uh, one is a Democrat, one is a Republican. They have a lot of things in common. I think uh, one is they both both have chosen not to seek reelection this this year to Which their to their a, seats.
0: That's certainly a loss for Wisconsin politics, I must say.
1: And uh, you know, both have w- over the years have been willing to reach across the aisle and to work with members of the other other party. And I think both have received a little criticism for their own party for that willingness to compromise, Uh, you know, therefore the title of our show about compromise among other things. Mm -hmm. So it's my pleasure to introduce Senator Dale Schultz, uh, representing the 17th Senate District from um, Rich Richland Center, Center mm-hmm. from Richland mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. and has been in the state legislature for going on thirty-two years.
2: That's correct. If you recall, you and I started our <laughs> careers together.
1: <laughs> we did. That's that's true. I
2: your hair wasn't quite so gray,
1: and I had hair. In those days. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it'll do it for you. <laughs> um, and Senator Tim Collin, representing the fifteenth Senate district from Janesville, Wisconsin. And one of the unique things about Tim is he took a 24-year sabbatical between <laughs> <laughs> between serving in the state Senate. Uh, so welcome to Senior Beat. We're very pleased to have both of you. Christine?
0: Well, senators, we are very interested in hearing why you decided not to uh, continue uh, in the politics in Wisconsin since um, you returned after 24 years Tim maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, your decision-making process and then Senator Schultz you too
3: okay well thank you it's a pleasure to be on with you folks uh, I first of all never planned to come back uh, it, it sort of happened and uh, I wasn't sure whether I would come back for one or two terms uh, but what I concluded uh, after being up here uh, that uh, that I really th- thought I could make a bigger difference on the issues I really cared about as a private citizen than I could banging my head against the wall up here. And I'm I'm not actually proud or happy to say that. I think that's a, not a great uh, thing that, to say about, because I love the state senate and I, loved, I, I love Wisconsin, but I started some foundations before I came back and um, I'm going to start another one dealing with um, kids from dysfunctional homes. And, I, and I'm going to Go back and all of them have to do with kids and, and, and poverty all the foundations and um, that's what i'll be able to spend my time on and work on ex- only the things i really deeply care about and do it all the time and on my own schedule yeah. uh, i'll be retired uh, and i may have a chance to golf once or twice uh, but i couldn't golf every day i'd go nuts so i i'm just excited about going back and getting going on on some of those um, issues i i care about And uh, somebody else will come up here and take my place, and life will go on.
0: It sounds like a recipe for a successful retirement. Retire to something that you love.
2: I'm also finishing a book. Great. And Senator Schultz? Well, in my particular case, uh, it was a a happenstance that I got asked the question, would I be seeking re-election? And uh, I chose to tell the truth and say, I don't know. So for a year, people sort of dogged around after me. Uh, Are you going to run or aren't you going to run? And, you know, of course, it begs the question, if not, why not? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, after listening to my constituents, and I really sought out uh, advice and counsel from people I'd had the pleasure of representing for, uh, you know, 30 years, and I asked, you know, them to tell me what they thought. And after carefully considering that and consulting with my family, as I customarily do, uh, the holiday season before an election year, I really came to the conclusion that there's more to life uh, than politics. In fact, the most important thing uh, in life is really one's family and their spouse. And uh, it's as uh, simple as that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think in to Dale, too. I mean, he has a large geographic district much more, mine is much more compact in Rock County. And so what that means when he talks about his family is he, people don't realize he comes to Madison to work, that's, that's an hour, hour and a half driving back. But then uh, I've talked to him about this, is I've been, been around his district. He then has to go to meetings that are sometimes 100 miles from his home wow. um, to a meeting and then get back home late at night. Uh, it's a big, it's a bigger burden on these legislators who represent these larger Best geographic districts, districts on their families too. Yeah.
1: And you also have a farm. Yes, <laughs> you're trying um, to. <laughs> well,
2: I, I, you know, I think uh, Tim has uh, thought this through well. What's important to him? What uh, does he want to accomplish as he, um, you know, finishes up his term in the legislature? You know, I came to the legislature uh, from the farm. I've had a real estate uh, license and and have often done some real estate work while I've been in the legislature. I also have some other businesses. Uh, This is going to give me a little more time to uh, be involved in some things that have been important to me and uh, particularly I guess I'd say farming. And I also want to take a little time to uh, do some of the things I've sort of put on hold that were personally important to me—my hunting and fishing—and I'd like to do a little of that out west before I have to go out there with a walker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And and Senator Cullen, you—you uh, you left the Senate. Worked for uh, uh, Governor Thompson. Hired you as the. Uh, what was it called? then? It health called and the, family. Was it, services? it was called health
3: and social services. Oh, then. Health and yeah. social and services. And included the prison system. That was before we had a separate Department of Corrections. Right. So,
1: right. Yes. And then we went to work for Blue Cross Blue Shield for twenty for, years. Twenty years. Yeah. And then came back. So, they've both got de- separate lives, even mm-hmm. <laughs> from from the Very legislature. Much so.
2: But but I want to uh, just make a point here that I think most people don't know. Um, I met Tim many years ago, and during the course of his work for Blue Cross, uh, he uh, had business interests in my district. We remained friends and when I uh, got the chance to be a majority leader, I reached out to him uh, to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's not something that you advertise a lot, but the fact is when you get a job like that, there isn't really a template how do you know what to do and, and you want to do a good job and I think Tim's love of the Senate was certainly evident to me when he said yes, uh, let's get together periodically and, and talk about the job because he'd been there before, I hadn't and um, I think you know that's one of the things that we're sort of lacking now, that, that collegiality, that interest in the greater good for the whole state of Wisconsin and, and I uh, certainly do appreciate Uh, his kindness and and willingness to assist me uh, in my career.
0: Those nice personal bonds that really develop over a friendship and time.
2: Isn't life about relationships?
0: It should. It should definitely be, yes.
1: Uh, Senator Schultz, we said earlier you've been in the legislature now going on 32 years.
2: I usually tell people long enough to know better.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that too, (laughs) but... but, um, I'd like you to just reflect a little bit on those 32 years and particularly some of the, the major changes that have occurred that you have witnessed mm-hmm. over those uh, over that time period.
2: Well, what? I'd say um, I can think of three things. Uh, number one, uh, the place has gotten increasingly uh, hypercharged in a partisan way. I think certainly the amount of money pouring into the process mm-hmm. uh, well exceeds, you know, even the loftiest uh, imaginations 20 years ago, and certainly social media has changed the place dramatically. Uh, from the partisanship standpoint, um, I came to the legislature at a great time when it was possible because of the nightly things that occurred. Where our constituents came down, uh, had uh, uh, you know meetings, and then would try to create a cocktail party or something or a dinner where the leaders of industry met with legislators, oftentimes uh, you'd go uh, hoping to see somebody from your district or expecting to see somebody, they wouldn't be there, and you'd wind up with another legislator who uh, was doing the same thing but didn't have anybody to talk to, and little by little uh, friendships and relationships were built, and uh, now you're punished. Uh, you're shunned if you have mm. friends in the other political yeah. party. Yeah. And, um, and the kind of substantive work that grew out of those uh, bipartisan friendships isn't there anymore. Certainly the money uh, has uh, uh, dramatically, I think, uh, lessened the role of an individual uh, in the political process. And we can talk a little bit more about that later. And social media uh, has had a huge impact in that uh the news is out there much faster than ever before Mm -hmm. everybody is a news person Uh, on the other hand uh, that positive has sort of been counterbalanced with every nut with a cause has suddenly been able to thrust themselves into the public discussion to a much greater extent because responsible journalists aren't there sort of Mm -hmm. shelter uh, sheltering us from uh, stuff that is, is unreasonable so that's TENDED TO MAKE THINGS A LITTLE WILDER THAN WHAT THEY HAD BEEN IN
1: THE PAST. Mm-hmm. SENATOR COHEN AND I HAVE ACTUALLY TALKED A LITTLE BIT ABOUT THE LACK OF COVERAGE AND HOW, how the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: ALL THE MAJOR dailies USED TO HAVE PEOPLE IN THE CAPITOL. YOU WANT TO TALK ABOUT THAT JUST FOR A SECOND? Yeah, I
3: THINK IT'S SORT OF THE, the many, <laughs> MANY CONSEQUENCES OF THE INTERNET. Uh, ONE OF THEM is that, IS THAT NEWSPAPERS HAVE BEEN SUFFERING uh, BECAUSE OF THE COMPETITION OF THE INTERNET. And that has led to them being um, unable or unwilling, uh, in their budget, to pay for a qualified, long-term, you know, experienced uh, reporter to cover the capital full time. Used to have all kinds of those. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: right.
3: Not just the wire services, but not just Madison and Milwaukee papers, but Appleton, Lacrosse, Racine, et cetera, Janesville. Uh, and that's gone. And I think that that hurts the place. So that, that's. Some of the least of our problems um, in, in the place. I mean, one of the things about being being here than being gone like, for 24 years is you can you, you, you can notice the ab- abruptness when you come back of how different it was. If you're here the whole time, things on here tend to happen gradually. Mm-hmm. Things don't just change overnight. They just gradually happen. Some for the good, some for the for the bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got back here. Uh, one of the things that I was astounded by, especially since I've been a majority leader, and by the way, Dale was a majority leader as well, um, was that the centralization of political campaigns in Madison. All the campaigns for the state senate, state assembly, both parties, they're run out of Madison. The leadership of, of both parties and their staffs at the, at the party headquarters, they, they get involved in primaries, they, they pick the chosen one in primaries. They find the money, they hook the money up with the candidates, the leaders raise the money for the candidates, they staff the campaigns for -hmm. the candidates, they write the press releases, they tell them the issues. Um, And what that means is by the time the candidate wins and gets here, leadership's got their claws into them big time. Mm -hmm. They owe leadership the fact that they Mm -hmm. won, or at least leadership's convinced them that they owe them because they won. And then the worst thing for me was I realized that then after they got here, and they were independents. They still let leadership raise their money. Um, you, in my time, if I'd walked into an understate senator's office and said, "By the way, I, I'm their majority leader. I'll start raising your money for you. You don't have to raise your money anymore," they'd have thrown me out of their office <laughs> because they knew they lost their independence yeah. if I was raising their right. money. Right. And that's a that's a real, really, um, really, really huge uh, change. And the other thing is they all mentioned money and. A lot of times when you say money in politics, people's eyes kind of glaze over. There's always been money in politics. It's, it's two things now, though. It's the sheer volume, the magnitude of it is, mm-hmm. is It's not inflation from the time I left till the time I came mm-hmm. back. We're talking mm-hmm. 20 and 50 times the amount of money. amount of money, wow. And even as bad as that is, what's even worse is the laws and increasingly court decisions are allowing the, the money to hide itself from the general public. In other words, mm. the politicians who are benefiting from these campaign contributions to these groups who don't have to disclose their donors or the amount of money from their donors. Trust me, every politician knows exactly who's given the money right. and how much they've given. The only people who don't know are the voters. And mm. that's getting worse mm. with every court decision, not so much what the legislatures are doing. These are, these are the federal courts usually that are doing this stuff. And um, uh, it, it's, a, it's a bad, bad downhill slide here, if if they had their way and our campaigns, our individual campaigns, the friends of Dale Schultz, the friends of Tim Cullen, or of Mary Burke, or Scott Walker, their own campaign committees, if our own campaign committees can do what they have not been able to do now, if they can coordinate with these independent groups who don't have to disclose their, their contributions, the ultimate tragedy of that will be is the individual campaigns of the candidates Will have almost no money in them, um, and they'll have small contributions. And the candidates will be saying to the interest groups and the people with a lot of money, they're going to say, "Don't give to me. You're going to, have to say who you are. You have to say, and you can only give so much because there's the limits. Give to that group over there. I can now control that group. It's legal for me yeah. to control them. Give them your million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It won't have to be disclosed. You gave the million, but I, the candidate, will know you gave the million. Yeah, voters won't know. That's what's That's yeah. the ultimate. Dead end to democracy, as far as I'm concerned, is coming unless somehow this changes.
0: So that is a major change in the huge, yeah, and the amount of money as well. You both talked about compromise and how essential that was in your um, the speeches where you said that you would be leaving the Senate. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the whole idea of compromise.
2: Well, our state's motto is forward. I think the the sense of that is that we are a community that's united. We all call ourselves Wisconsinites. There are things in life that we all want. We want good schools. We want a clean environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want a government that is effective. Uh, We want to work with business people to create jobs, and above all we want every citizen to have uh, dignity. And, you know, we all have different ideas how to get there. And when the object of government uh, becomes how can i obstruct the other guys from implementing his ideas mm-hmm. it's kinda hard for me and a lot of people to wonder how are we going to move forward as our mm-hmm. state's motto encourages us uh... to do that really w- we have the best chance when we sit down and we really listen to each other and we think through the challenges that face us collectively and we um, work together on, on solid proposals to move it forward Obviously, we have elections, we have majority parties uh, that have the, the biggest share of the burden. But the fact is, uh, historically, that working together meant that we felt a sense of, of being united and and that we all had a stake in it. When it's get over it, elections have con- consequences, uh, we don't care what you think anymore, I think that's what sows the bitter seeds uh, of of strife that we've witnessed.
0: Yeah. Senator Cullen? Well,
3: compromise is, is the way we lead our lives outside of the state capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, what what relationship, personal relationship, whether it be marriage or some other re- relationship, could last 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years or, or 2 days <coughs> with, without a lot of compromise? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes relationships work. It's so essential. Everybody takes it for granted. Um, and uh, th- then we get into politics, and now today they say, Oh, compromise, that must mean you don't stand for anything. You must not believe in anything very strongly if you're willing to compromise. Well, that's not true at all. One of the best compromisers, deal-makers in the US Senate in the last 50 years was Ted Kennedy, who was as big of a liberal icon as you could find. He was nowhere near the middle politically. He was way in the left, but he would work out deals and compromises to get something done. Um, and that's the sad thing. It's compromises the way we lead our lives outside the Capitol. Now they made it a dirty word in the Capitol. And, it, and it's, it's come to mean that you don't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's so mm-hmm. far from the truth. And, uh, and, and also, uh, as the left and the right, which the parties are becoming further apart ideologically, not, they're not coming closer together. Um, the further apart they are, um, the, the left-wing base and the right-wing base Really, does, they don't want. Um, if you start being somebody who's willing to settle for three fourths of a loaf, um, then you're not you're not pure enough for them, and they're going to look for somebody that's even purer than you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more blatantly obvious up here right now because with the Republicans, because they're in the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear the same thing would happen mm-hmm. if the Democrats took over. It's just the nature of the d- divisiveness of politics today. Yeah.
1: Somebody else who I was thinking good at compromise was. Tommy Thompson. You know what? what?
2: As a Republican, uh, he demonstrated you could win Madison and Milwaukee, Democratic Mm -hmm. strongholds, by providing effective leadership that solved problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, that's sort of what we're talking about. The the future may miss, uh, that that opportunity where everybody is heard, everybody's needs are concerned, uh, our concerns are listened to. and, And I think that makes people feel a lot better about living in society and uh, you know I have made a big point of saying to people I will never apologize for representing everyone partisanship yeah. should be a lens not a straitjacket mm-hmm. and um, and I think most people believe that in the state it's certainly something that I'm never gonna tire uh, uh, saying and saying <laughs> as loudly as I can because mm-hmm. I think we all uh, want to feel uh, that uh, our future, our collective prosperity is, is tied to one another.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the two of you, um, you've tried to do some things on a bipartisan basis, uh, do you think you've been successful at all?
2: Well I, I think <coughs> in, in many ways uh, uh, we had started out with the idea with the most powerful thing we could do, which is to set an example. The legislature increasingly is having larger and larger freshman classes and so now in your second term you're very often a senior member of your caucus. (laughs) Um, And so the institutional memory isn't there. A lot of people haven't seen politics operate uh, with the kind of compromise that Tim talked about. So we made a conscious decision to to do just exactly that. Uh, Certainly, uh, it's provided the voters with an alternative model to look at. We have an election coming up right now and it's uh, hopefully going to be a part of the question that everybody uh, hands to their uh, elected official or want to be elected official, Uh, you know, what do you think about uh, working together on a bipartisan basis to solve our problems? Uh, What kind of leadership are you prepared uh, to offer? And so for any of the listeners who are watching us uh, today, uh, I sincerely hope that they will quiz all the candidates about that and will hold them accountable because, uh, you know, I think our future depends on uh, those kinds of questions being asked and then, more importantly, votes being cast.
0: Based on that answer, yes. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. Yeah. Tim? Well, first of all, the efforts
3: that Dale and I have made are, are much more popular outside the Capitol than they are inside the Capitol. I can assure you of that. We, the day doesn't go by. We both get approached by people who, who are themselves on the left or right often or in the middle wherever they think they are and will thank me for what I'm doing with Dale or thank Dale for what he's doing with me. Uh, so that that's, that's, that's the first thing I would say. In terms of our success, um, I think the I think we've had successes. We haven't had successes where we can point to a bill that we together got through and got signed by the governor. But what we, I think we can point to is that uh, we have, we have, I think, moved public opinion on issues by working together. I don't think there's, there's no doubt on the mining issue, the mine up north, uh, that uh, the first time through the, in the 2011-2012 the session, the, the, the theme around the building was jobs, 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 jobs. Just get the mine and pass the bill and there'll be thousands of people working. And then we had a chance to um, uh, have a committee look at that in the summer and fall of 2012. And we had get, get experts in front of the committee and talked about the environmental impacts and, and what that does and what's the role of the state government versus the federal government and what's the role of the tribes and so on. And we, and we had people who knew something.
1: Mm-hmm. Come and testify, mm-hmm.
3: and I really believe we moved to op- public opinion that by the time that bill, which unfortunately passed without our help um, was done, I think the public was saying and in, in some polls showed that jobs, yes, but not the effect impact expense of the environment and I think year year before it was just jobs, 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 and I think we moved it over to say no the environment matters, and clean water matters and and um, I think Republicans as well as Democrats like to drink clean water, as far as I know. And um, we were going to, a mine up there will, will, which the bill was passed by the Republicans, will will allow, if there's ever a mine there, and I've come to believe, I hope there never is, and I didn't start out there, um, they now, with the law that was passed, they can um, dump mining waste in the water up there, in the streams and lakes, small streams, small lakes (coughs) and wetlands, And that all because of the continental divide up there, which east-west continental divide, all the Pinocchio Hills water runs downhill north into Lake Superior, the largest clean water body in the world. Um, And I think we helped expose that. We also did something that wasn't done by the majority party. We actually went up there to Ashland and the Pinocchio Hills and Mellon and talked to people and saw it for ourselves and Certainly, turn me around in, in terms of my view of the the beauty mm-hmm. and the importance mm-hmm. of saving the Pinocchio of Hills. that
0: area yes, yeah. absolutely no,
3: Reapportionment. i think' we've, I think we've had an effect we haven 't did we get a bill passed? No, but we certainly i think um, uh, with a strong support from a lot of newspaper editorial boards, you know oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that that issue's not going away, and we're we 're not, not going to let it go
2: away and we're we're out there on a weekly basis talking to whoever will listen to us about. Uh, redistricting, uh, the move to amend. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, these are important issues at any time in any uh, democracy. And we're finding that uh, there's a growing interest in the general public. So, uh, have we passed a bill yet? No, but in partnership with opinion leaders around the state, uh, we are uh, working very hard to make this a central issue in, in the election season.
0: You know, I'm hearing this this theme of, uh, you know, the hearings helped educate not only uh, the legislators but also the public, the editorial board, the work that you did there. So this education of our populace is really a, a key issue. Uh. Well,
2: that's what legislators uh, traditionally always have done you listen to your constituents, you come to Madison, you give their needs, fears, and concerns voice. But you also should listen to what goes on there and take that back to your district and explain uh, to to your uh, citizens that elected you what's going on in the state. And by that constant communication and education we find our way forward.
0: Right. I'm, um, I'm going to uh, interrupt right now because we, uh, we will move this conversation on, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to talking more about uh, your views as you're leaving the State Senate. Join us again next month for Senior Beat.